This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We interrupt this program to bring you the following message. What if everything you've been told about money was a lie? It's time for the truth. Welcome to Financial Coaching Radio, where cookie-cutter financial advice just doesn't cut it. With your host, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. He's giving it to you straight and pulling back the curtains on the financial advice industry. No hidden agenda and no one-size-fits-all baby steps. Only unbiased, objective help for your entire financial life. Tackling your money questions at 893-1450. And now, here's the host of Financial Coaching Radio. Commission-free, certified financial planner, Jason Qualls. What is up? Welcome to the one show giving you the truth about personal finance. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, Jason Qualls, certified financial planner, one of the only independent commission-free financial advisors in Rutherford County. For all about me, check out jasonquallscfp.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-Q-U-A-L-L-S-C-F-P.com. If you want to jump in, be a part of the show, click email the show at financialcoachingradio.com, financialcoachingradio.com. Also, all the social media links are there. You can hit me up those ways as well. Been fielding a lot of questions, a lot of concerns, what to do about long-term care insurance planning. It's one of the things that it's not the most fun to talk about. You've done a good job. You've you've reached retirement or you're very close and you start thinking about, you know, well, I'm not going to live forever. And likely before I pass away, my health is going to deteriorate and I may need some care in the home. I may need to be in an assisted living facility or may end up in a nursing home. How am I going to pay for it without going broke? There's many planning aspects at work here. There's lots of things that can be done to preserve assets in the legal document way. But one of the simplest ways to preserve assets is to buy insurance. No one wants more insurance. I certainly don't want to pay for more insurance than I need. But as someone put it a while back, an insurance specialist is, whether or not you are earmarking money or setting aside money to pay for long-term care or you're buying long-term care insurance, you're going to pay for it. Because the likelihood of you or your spouse needing care after the age of 65 is pretty up there. It's about one out of two. If you and your spouse spouse both make it to age 65, it's about a one in two chance, 50% chance one of you will spend some time needing long-term care. Uh, there's a lot of scenarios going through people's minds having to dealing, have dealing with this with the pandemic. This is from Kiblinger Personal Finance Magazine. Scenes of anxious adult children peering through the windows and holding up signs declaring I love you to their parents confined in nursing homes and assisted living facilities during the pandemic reinforced a trend that has already been growing in the U.S. The desire to remain at home for as long as possible in old age. We're getting more calls, says the executive director of the American Association for Long-Term Care Insurance. The initial reports in all of the news on COVID-19 focused on nursing homes and the number of people infected and dying in those homes. That made people realize they wanted better options. 
They wanted to actually stay at home first, stay at home as long as they can because in something like this, a COVID-19 pandemic or other issues that may affect the elderly more than younger folks, it's more of a risk to being in a nursing home these days. Historically, when long-term care insurance first became widely available in the 70s, it was primarily for nursing homes. Now many of the products out there will help pay for home health care or assisted living. So now we get into where does the industry stand at the moment? Well, that's a tricky one. There are many, I won't say many, many is the wrong word. There are basically two types of insurance products available at a very high level. There's, there's nuances or subsets of these. There are traditional long-term care insurance policies, and then there's the hybrid long-term care. Hybrid with annuities and long-term care together, or hybrid with life insurance and long-term care benefits together. The general consensus of the number-crunching nerds that have already broken this down, I haven't seen anything to the contrary to dispute this, and obviously this is case by case. If you are somewhat healthy, you don't have any major health issues, and you would qualify at a decent rating, you're not going to get a subpar rating from an insurance company, on the traditional long-term care. Traditional long-term care is better. Long-term care insurance, I should say, is better than the hybrid policies. If you have other issues, or maybe you can't qualify for long-term care insurance at all, traditional insurance at all, or you're going to get a substantial price increase because of your health issues, then maybe the hybrid products works best. That's the bottom line. But was I, as anything else in financial planning, it's not that simple. It's a case-by-case case thing. So what you have to first do is believe that there is a risk. If you have assets, assets greater than $150,000, $200,000, you probably need to think very seriously of what you would do as far as paying for your own care if you were to need assisted living or nursing home and how quickly your assets would go away if you had to pay for your own care. That means you're, you're thinking of the risk in real life terms. The risk is real whether or not you want to accept it or not. And once you've accepted the risk, we got to start figuring out the best way for you and your financial situation and your family how to minimize that risk and we look at all facets we look at what can we do as far as estate planning can we put some of our assets in an irrevocable trust can we put our home in an irrevocable trust to get them out of our estate uh, and and wait them five-year medicaid rule do we buy insurance do we uh, do we buy one of the hybrid plans maybe we do two of the three or all three it all depends on your situation but what i'm trying to drive home here today if you're over the age of 55, you need to seriously consider what you're going to do if you're in your 70s or 80s or whatever, and you need substantial care, whether in the home or in a nursing home. And I think this Kiplinger article hits the nail on the head. Now, where in the past, you're like, oh, I don't care, put me in a nursing home, I don't care, or most people are like, I'm not going to a nursing home. Well, you certainly don't want to end up in a nursing home now if there's something like COVID going around where they could kill you quicker than most any other thing that would be there before all this. So taking care or having the ability to pay for your care in the home is crucial. How you get all that done is you got to work with the right type of advisors. You need a certified financial planner on your team working closely with an experienced long-term care insurance agent to make sure all of the plan and also an estate planning attorney which john baker will be on in a little bit 
to make sure we're addressing all of your risk and addressing all of your issues and covering this risk of long-term care. It is real for everyone over the age of 55, certainly as you get older. As mentioned, we'll be talking estate planning with John Baker right after this short break. Make sure you keep it locked in right here on WGNS. I'm Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. Check out Jason Qualls, CFP.com for more. I'm back at you right after this. is stressful and so is shopping for a mortgage take my advice and get a second opinion on the mortgage for your new home or your refinance not all banks and mortgage companies are created equal trust me on this call my friend marshall sparkman with franklin synergy bank at 615-439-0885 great team great process and the best rates marshall sparkman with franklin synergy bank at 615-439-0885 Listen up. When is the last time you talked with an independent, objective, certified financial planner? Do yourself a favor and get a second opinion on your investments and financial plan. Call me, Jason Qualls, the only certified financial planner today at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio. I'm your host, J.C. Wall, Certified Financial Planner. Joining in now is John Baker, estate planning attorney. Here to talk just that. His website is bakercouncil.com, bakercouncil.com. John, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Have some myths here dealing with estate planning, and this has to be one of the estate planning has to be one of the biggest issues or the biggest financial planning aspect or life aspects where people make the most excuses as to why not to have an estate plan number one myth my children know what i want to happen after my death so i do not need a will so someone just says hey little johnny little susie which will be an adult in this scenario here's exactly what i want to happen and they think that is enough as far as passing their assets on what are some of the issues in that method well of course the 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 big risk is that that it won't happen the way you want it and it could be maybe there's a legal obstacle uh that that perhaps the will could have clarified uh maybe the uh so one of the bigger issues there is the communication of what the wishes are versus having a will so what mistake will, will be made in that instance Yes. So, you know, for one, you know, the probably maybe the obvious thing is that um, when you die, if, if you don't have the will and you want it to go certain ways and the survivors don't do it that way, you know, there, there, there's, you know, then, then it's kind of stuck. There, there's no way to uh, get it the way you want it. And let's say that you had everything titled to one person, but you wanted it to go to three persons and that one person it was titled in ended up not doing it the way you want it so you know things so like wills that. the only yeah. way to make sure you get exactly what you yeah, want. yeah or, or you know will you know whatever instruments you're using for your trust for your estate plan you know maybe it's your the will maybe it's a trust maybe it's your beneficiary designations but they all need to be uh 
you know, specified and just to rely on, oh, they'll take care of it. They know what I want. And there could be, you know, legal obstacles. You know, uh, maybe there's, uh, you know, some other uh, element there that, that that's going to uh, cause that not to happen. So that'd be a very risky way to uh, to, to to leave your estate. You know, it's kind of like, you know, we, we as lawyers, you know, when you buy a house or you buy a car or, or, or you sell a car or sell a house, you know, there's always a written contract, you know, and, uh, and you know, you need a you need a will also. Which is a contract of where you want your stuff to go. That's right. Another myth for estate planning. If I have a will, my estate will not go through probate. That's really the opposite, right? Right, yeah, we, we do hear that a lot, and some people misconstrue that. And but yeah, so the the but a will requires probate to to make the will effective at your death. So when the person dies, to make it effective, to to you know legally effective, you've got to probate the will, and that means you file it in what's called the probate court, and they have a process, and and the will is administered in that process. So is the confusion there, is there another document that avoids probate now, better than the will? Now, I think what, I think where people, I think where most people get confused is they they think if you don't have a will, you have to go to probate. But if you, but do, if you do have one, you, you don't. don't. But the reality is, if you don't have a will, or if you have a will, you know, both of those can still require, you know, probate administration. There are ways to avoid probate, um, you know, through joint ownership beneficiary designations and and trusts but uh but the will or no will you know what would normally require a probate another myth signing a quick claim deed adding my children on the title of to my home is a great idea all right yeah this this, this is <laughs> this happens this all is the time. usually a, a bad idea <laughs> it can cause um all kind of problems uh the most obvious problems are if you add your child to your deed and now your child is getting a divorce or maybe they get sued by somebody, uh, guess what just got exposed? Uh, your house or your property. Uh, if uh, uh, And you also lose some tax advantages, uh, primarily called step-up and basis as it relates to capital gains taxes. So uh, there can be some really... That's usually not a good idea. There are ways to transfer property, uh, but there are better ways to do it any chatter going on with all the election stuff of what will happen or could happen to the stepped up basis rule you so, know i i haven't i haven't followed it i have uh there's no sense because we don't know right. so but i you know to you know i do uh you know i receive uh, uh i'm on list serves and email lists uh with with pl- uh planners that monitor those things and I am getting uh, solicitations to, you know, for seminars and, and presentations uh, about, you know, what to expect if, if, you know, if there's a change in administrations, um, you know, so, you know, what to do end of year. So we are starting to get that information. It's starting to flow through uh, just kind of as contingency planning, you know, t- depending on what the outcomes of the election are. But I haven't looked at them specifically. Um, so I don't, uh, you know, really know what all they're contemplating uh, the changes may be. I, th- I think a lot of, I, th- I think, like, let's say, for example, if Biden wins, you know, they've got proposals that are, you know, that, that they've posted that are in the pipelines about what they would want to do. So I think a lot of these presentations um, are discussing those proposals that they've put out there. And, and it's uh, almost like it's unnecessary discussion because 
I don't really care what either one proposes. They're probably not going to get anything done because they can't get it through Congress anyway. Yeah, and that, that's that's usually why <laughs> at, at this stage, while, while I, 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 I'm curious to kind of read about some of it, I really don't get too heavy into it. I'm, I'm, I'm more like to see what... Um, yeah, Congress is the, the decision maker happens. on this stuff, typically. Yeah. Another estate planning myth is my power of attorney will oversee all of my affairs at my death. Yeah, so again, the, the opposite is, is true. So the power of attorney expires when you die. So explain that. Why, what is the power of attorney good yeah. and why does it expire so, at so death? The, so, we, you know, a power of attorney is one of your core estate planning documents. You know, everybody should have a power of attorney because it appoints someone to manage your affairs if you become ill or incapacitated and can't do it yourself. So it's an important disability and incapacity planning tool, and everybody should have one. But that's what it is. It's disability incapacity. It's not death planning, okay? That, so it ends at death. So legally... The authority of a power of attorney ends at death, and, and I, you know, I get that question pretty regularly. I'll have someone uh, call or, or we have a consultation with, and they will say, well, you know, my dad died, and I went to the bank, and I have his power of attorney, and they won't let me do anything. And I say, well, that the bank is correct. Because he died. Yeah. So the, only, the power of attorney is while you're living. Your executor takes over whoever you name in your will as your executor at your death. That's right. So the way to think of it, your power of attorney works while you're alive, and then when you pass, your will takes over. And then usually you have an executor name. The executor, that's correct. Another estate planning myth is, let's see here, placing my children's names on my bank accounts is the best way to transfer them at my death. So... You kind of mentioned this as a way yes. to avoid probate, and we talked about quit claiming mm-hmm. a deed to relatives as maybe being a bad idea in many cases. What about just putting your children on your, your assets? Yeah, so so you kind of get back to the same concern that you had with, with putting uh, your children on the deed to, to your home. Uh, you got the same risks. What if the child gets sued, and, and now the person that's suing them wants the money in the account? Uh, what, what if... Uh, 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 you know, uh, if, if there is appreciation of assets, you know, if it's an investment account, you could cause capital gains tax problems. So you still, you know, the, you still have the same types of issues. Now, the caveat there and the way I uh, usually uh, advise people is that uh, if it's an operating account, in other words, you're not keeping savings and investments in it. You just need your, let's say, your, your child on your account. Uh, just to help you operate the account or or you know may perhaps to uh, you know make it ease of administration when you pass and you're not keeping large sums of money you know maybe you have your social security going in there and you may have a pension going in there and you've got all your bills coming out of that account so it's an operating account you never keep large sums of money in it then that that's probably okay to be joint a lot of times uh, but uh, but you know larger accounts um, no for the same reason we talked about you know your your house or, or your property just exposing yourself to more and more risk yeah it's too much risk I mean if, if you jeopardize that those funds you know if you're retired you're not going to go back to work to make those funds if, if you end up losing them and while you if if your child got sued and the person suing them came after your account 
Um, while you might have a defense to that and could assert that in court, you know, now you're talking about having to appear in litigation and hire a lawyer. You know, it's just not worth it. Uh, you know, just so if you got large accounts, there's there's better ways to do it than putting joint. You know, use pay on death, use a trust, use your will, whatever. But but uh, uh, you know, don't uh, don't risk your 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 accounts by simply just adding them on as co-owners. If you're just joining in, we're talking estate planning today on Financial Coaching Radio with John Baker, estate planning attorney. BakerCouncil.com is his website. Check him out. Also, if you have questions, comments, hit us up online. Click email the show at FinancialCoachingRadio.com. We're back. Would you like your business to be more efficient? Well-organized financial records are the foundation of any successful business. Taking advantage of your competition today by calling Tothero Helen Welch CPAs at 848-1072. They can provide you with expert bookkeeping, payroll services, tax planning, and much, much more. Go to thwcpa.com or call them at 848-1072 today. Would you trust your doctor or surgeon if they had never been to medical school? Of course not. So why trust your financial future to a financial advisor with little training or education? Anyone can call themselves a financial planner or a financial advisor. But a certified financial planner has been extensively trained. My name is Jason Qualls, and I am one of just a few certified financial planners in this area. So ask your current advisor about their education and training. Then call me, Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner at 878-2134 or go to jasonquallscfp.com. Recent reports show that half of Americans don't have any of the most basic estate planning documents, like a will or powers of attorney. Folks, if you're married or have children, you can't put this off any longer. Call John Baker, estate planning attorney, right now at 896-5621. As a husband, wife, mother, or father, you owe it to your loved ones to make sure your estate plan is in order. So call John Baker at 896-5621 or go to bakercouncil.com. Welcome back to the show. This is Financial Coaching Radio, the one place for you the truth personal finance no books to sell certainly not pushing any live event tickets i'll leave that to the other show i'm your host jason qualls certified financial planner go to jasonquallscfp.com for all about me still in the house is john bakery state planning attorney now we're going to turn it a little bit and talk about caring for an elderly or aging parent this kind of coincides with estate planning you know you set up the documents you have the wills trust powers of attorney all that stuff and now it's it's time that your parent or loved one is is aged and they need care what are some of the concerns that people deal with that you assist with and not only from a legal standpoint just i'm sure they have questions where do we go who do where do we put mom what's a good place what are the actions the action steps for home health care or assisted living what guidance can you offer the listeners there yeah so you know yeah you have all you, you know all those questions are are, are common and uh, are the concerns of the family when their person is uh, going to need you know some sort of long-term care so is it clear is it is it a, always a clear 
decision like hey now it's time to have some help at home now it's time for assisted living now it's time for skilled care it seems to me it'd be very very tough to make those decisions yeah you know it's more like a continuum of care sometimes they'll call it you know maybe it starts at home you need some additional services there some additional help there uh maybe the, the 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 healthier spouse you know just needs some help needs a break and it starts at home and uh but but over time you know those service needs increase uh maybe at some point uh you 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 would need assisted living care uh maybe uh, assisted living with memory care or then you know that the progressive progression to all that the highest level of care you know being a, a nursing home so yeah it's when we're doing the planning that you know that's one of the things we have to figure out you know kind of early on is is what what level of care are we at because that's going to help us develop a plan and to go from there and then when we develop a plan what we're trying to do usually is uh, of course you know the family you know to find an appropriate uh care facility if that's what's needed or care it seems like it's, yeah. there's so many facets of this decision you have mm-hmm. you're trying to hang on to financial assets and you know, hire, deciding to hire someone or go with assisted living is going to be more expensive than right. not you're trying to wrestle with well do i want to do this to, right. is, is my loved one ready yet or am i ready for yeah. for that acceptance yeah. of that yeah. it, it's 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 so emotional and so financial driven uh, it's a tough time to be doing. Yeah, with. and you know, a lot, you know, a lot of questions. Uh, if you're looking at government benefits, are you looking at Medicaid? You know, is is the husband or wife a veteran? Might are there potential veterans benefits that might help pay for some of the care? Uh, so you know, there's just a lot of things to uh, look at and, and 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 determine. And you know, really, every case is going to be unique. Does everyone, regardless of their their income or status as far as their net worth need to make a medicaid application um no the uh you know medicaid uh uh you know is is typically you know it's going to be skilled nursing care you know usually in a nursing home setting so that's the highest level of care that that's primarily what medicaid or in tennessee called ten care covers and uh, not everybody's going to need that level of care, or some people may be able to, um, to uh, you know, to live at home or live in a lesser level of care. And so uh, in those cases, you know, it, it, Medicaid may not be the uh, benefit that we need at that time. Now, they might need it later, so we always want to keep Medicaid in mind and all the planning we do. Uh, but uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're at that point at that moment. It seems to me that people these days, it may be just because of what we went through with the pandemic, that people are less, it's less on their mind of a concern that uh, depleting assets and going into and having to go into a nursing home and spending all their money. Or do you get that same vibe that people worry less about that these days than they used to? That's what I've experienced in the last uh, six months. You know, I, do, I mean, I do can't really i don't know I, I i i can't say that you know in any definitive way i, I think people are uh, you know always you know got concern about uh you know what's the most cost effective way to deal with things and and uh, and the so confusion between that, medicare and medicaid yeah there's still there's, that, yeah, that seems to be a big question yes. that children have in regards to their parents you start talking medicaid to a child that maybe mm-hmm. been in their 40s or 50s they're thinking medicare i'm like nope two different things right 
So Medicare is the health insurance portion for someone who's 65 right. or older. Medicaid is what you would, the government paying for your long-term yeah, health care. So, so Medicare is your health insurance when you retire, when you turn 65 or earlier if, if you're disabled. And uh, Medicaid is a government assistance program for, for persons who can't afford health care. Uh, and therefore, that's the government program that, that uh, provides that. In, in nursing home care, you know, the, the reality is that most people cannot afford to be in a nursing home for a long time. They will run out of money quickly. Uh, and so they end up on Medicaid if they're there for uh, you know, a lengthy time. Uh, Medicaid pays at least 50% of 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 the nursing home care for long-term care that that's medicaid is covering that so it is the primary payer of nursing home long-term care and so while it's not a pleasant uh, process to go through the reality is half the people at least half the people in the nursing home are going to have to uh to use it uh, probably sooner rather than later because you know private paying for a nursing home could be six thousand eight thousand dollars or or more a month so you know that's that's going to deplete assets now the good news for medicaid when you do need it and you're going to have to um to get on it is that they do have some rules that can be very helpful if you're married and have a spouse at home and so those rules can uh uh make sure that we can get uh you know a lot of times we can get get a lot of the assets over to the spouse at home and you know that preserve you know, as so much that's as you good. and so we can use those rules and uh and try to help the spouse at home as much as possible because that's a concern because uh you know you know the general rules of medicaid are you know they don't let you keep much money you know they say but well if we're going to pay you're you're going to need to uh you know spend your assets but medicaid also says we don't want to impoverish the spouse at home so we, we have some rules to to try to um and it's a lot to navigate. You know, some reasonable amount to, to the spouse at home. And, and so there's some um, effective um, ways to, to work with that for the spouse at home. And, and that's important because, you know, we, we know that, uh, you know, that, that that spouse could have needs and health needs as well. These are all issues, whether you're dealing with a generally state planning or Medicaid and asset protection that you don't want to deal with on your own. You need the right type of legal advice here. Any estate planning attorney specializing in those areas should be able to help. If you want to reach out to John with questions, you can do so on his website, bakercouncil.com. John, was also, what's that best phone number for you? Yeah, our phone number is 615-896-5621. 896-5621. All your estate planning questions. This is Financial Coaching Radio. We're back right after this. that the U.S. tax code has over 70,000 pages. This is precisely why you must have a tax expert on your team. The folks at THNW CPAs have been providing their expertise to individuals and businesses in Middle Tennessee for over 50 years. And now they have an office right here in Murfreesboro. Call Kevin Sizemore today with THNW CPAs at 848-1072. That's 848 848- 
1-800-242-1072 or online at thwcpa.com. Hey, Financial Coaching Radio listeners, if you don't understand exactly how your financial advisor is compensated, you could be in big trouble. My name is Jason Qualls, a commission-free certified financial planner. To learn more about why my process is so unique, go to jasonquallscfp.com or call 878-2134 today. Welcome back into the show. I'm Jason Qualls, Certified Financial Planner. A lot of people have their their anxiety at an all-time high up around an election. They're worried about what the economy is going to do. They worry about what the market's going to do. And then they, they watch a lot of financial news. They watch a lot of political news. And I'm here to tell you, those people on the news are not there to tell you the truth. And that is the truth. They're trying to engage you to get you to watch. They're trying to tell you what you already want to believe and hear to keep you engaged. They're trying to upset you so you hate the other side. I'm not advocating one side is what right and one side is wrong. I'm here to tell you how it affects your money. And in the long term, uh, over the next year, five years, ten years, nothing's going to matter as it relates to this election or any other because the market always does what it does. The market cares about companies making money, and as long as companies are making money or forecasted to make money, the market's going to continue to go higher. And yeah, politicians can have some impact on that, but most of the time, it is the major corporations that want to make that money that drive the decision of the politicians because they're the ones that back them financially that's the reality of the political world it's not the best thing it's actually a terrible thing but keeping that in mind don't fall for all the tricks and uh, tactics of financial news political news they're just trying to scare the hell out of you you got financial coaching radio to tell you like it is listen anytime anywhere at financialcoachingradio.com i'm jason qual certified financial planner out of here for today be back with you next time keep it locked in more local talk coming your way right here on WGNS.